This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Tom. And Tom, we are hitting the trifecta of fandom today. We are going to talk action movies, professional wrestling personas, and Marvel Comics, which is fantastic because we are, this is our Young Rock episode as we're going to review the first episode of Dwayne the Rock Johnson's brand new loosely based biopic. It might become truer in about 10, 15 years, but (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then we're going to talk, obviously, WandaVision. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. You said you were 90% sure. I, I think, I think. On what's going on. So I can't wait to hear that. And uh, we'll just start with right now with uh, the Mortal Kombat trailer that just came out. The Red Band trailer has been out. I saw, And I was watching it with Chelsea, and the first thing I said was, this is the most satisfying trailer I've seen for a property that I love in a very long time. Like, Shot for shot, this was such a beautiful trailer, a violent trailer, and it made me feel like I was watching a live-action video game. What did you think of it? I've hated most of Mortal Kombat movies. I think after the first one, the very, very first one, it it literally is, it, it doesn't even like gracefully go downhill. I think it falls off a cliff. Yeah, and that was our boy, Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah, I know. But the first one, as a kid, I loved it. I mean, the mm-hmm. soundtrack was awesome. It was like I still think it's it's not even my type of music. I will never listen yeah. to anything on there uh, outside. You're of definitely the not world. into progressive house music, yeah. like '90s house. But uh, it, for for it, it works. I know there's like it, it. It I don't think it holds up if you watch it again. I don't think it's as good as as which is the problem. Like. This is the problem with all these, the recent Mortal Kombat movies. Is we know what people are capable of putting out there. We know what's capable of being done. And, and it, this looks like it's getting there. This looks like it has an idea. Um, yeah. It looks like it twists the mytho- mythology a little bit. But I, yeah, I, for sure. I'm, I'm, super, I'm super behind the story of um, Scorpion. It looks, looks like we get a, uh, an in-depth look at, at Scorpion. Mortal Kombat, the first one, was was great back then. And I, I echo what you said. doesn't really hold up. Annihilation was hot garbage. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Then there was like a made-for-YouTube series. Michael Jai White was in it. Katie Sackhoff, I believe, was in it as well. That That's actually pretty good. I think it was by Mishima. That was pretty good. And then there's a animated film that came out last year or the year before called Scorpion's Revenge. Okay. So good. So good. It's in uh, Warner uh, Warner Brothers animation style like they do DC stuff. Okay. So you get the the origin of Scorpion. And I feel like that's what we're... We're getting an origin story for Mortal Kombat, but I also think we're getting the origin story for the new Scorpion. Right. And, and th- this looks kind of like not necessarily an origin story because everybody knows what Mortal Kombat is. You know, it's been out for... 35 years or whatever 30 years so we don't need an origin story which is what i'm it looks like we're not getting that i mean we're just getting a a good story they're building towards the tournament yeah is what it seems like they're getting their their team together yeah it looks like we're gonna get introduced to the 
the players, which is good, which is what we need. We don't need yeah. – that's what's bad about the other ones. It's always everything's rushed to get to the tournament, and then anytime you shoot a tournament in a movie, it's not great. What you look forward to is these fight sequences and these action scenes and every single tournament movie, that's always the rushed part. Uh, um, yep. So it, hopefully we don't – hopefully we're getting to the tournament – but we don't have to like stay at the tournament, or we don't have to see thirty-seven matches to uh, to get yeah. the fight. Well, we do see Goro and and a statue. That was great. Of, um, yeah, he looked and it looks good. Goro looks good. Yeah, really good. And the statue of Shao Kahn was was awesome. The first thing about this trailer is I don't want another trailer. I feel like they showed enough. It's classic WB where they do show a lot and. The Goro reveal, I wish, would have been saved for the home release. I think that would have been great. Even Melina, like, seeing her was was great. But I hope that this movie go- takes you. They're building their story. They get to the temple. And uh, Shang Tsung comes out and says, Welcome to Mortal Kombat credits. And that goes into a second movie. Mm-hmm. Like I'd like I don't I'd like it to be more Scorpion versus Sub-Zero, like, building that rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like they're, they're doing... And pro- honestly, at the end of whatever movie this is, if you get the three uh, trilogies, I want Louis Tan to be the new Scorpion. That's my theory, is that he's Scorpion's son. Okay. And because we have a 70-year-old Scorpion right now. And even though he did the get over here, which was like sent chills <laughs> through me, I was like, yes. When he did that, I still think he doesn't progress much after this movie. So I think right. this version of Sub-Zero by, uh, played by Joe Taslam is going to kill Scorpion. Yeah. And once I think he's going to kill Scorpion the moment Cole, who is Louis Tan, finds out that that's his father or somebody in his family. Yeah, I mean, And it was his, his birthright was to have the, the sphere or the rope. They're making this um, a Scorpion versus Sub-Zero or like a battle of the clans type of thing. So that would make the most sense, I think, too. Hopefully, yeah. I thought that this was shot beautifully. The the execution for the video game simulation with the violence, the fatalities, the just like you hear Shang Tsung say finish him, Kano says Kano wins. It was very like it was very video game fan servicey and I'm I'm here for it. I think my favorite reveal, my favorite part of this trailer, Scorpion Sub Zero, they're fighting in that that bunker or like that warehouse, right? He gets the blood out of Scorpion mm-hmm. and turns it into an icicle knife. Yeah. And yeah. stabs him. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Did you have the same reaction of like, this was like one of the best trailers you've seen in a while? Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's because we're, we haven't seen much of anything, but um, yeah, there is this long kind of like the rules of like save the cat. It's like, there's these rules that video game movies can't be good. Yeah. Yeah, they're cursed. That franchise is absolutely yeah. cursed. And Mortal Kombat, yeah, is one of the worst. So, we'll see. I, I, I hope it does good. And, I, I mean, I'm going to watch it. This th- But this does look good. Uh, and, and it doesn't, I don't think, like you said, save something for the second date. Save film for yeah. the movie. We don't need to see any more. But, yeah, it, it's a really good-looking trailer. It, it, it's I haven't seen like any real good new action, so this is good to yeah. see an action movie. And the cool thing about this is like it's not plagued with personalities and like huge stars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know who your biggest star is. Maybe it's the, it's Raiden. 
who because he was in Thor, yeah, and he played um, Hogan. Maybe Macab Brooks, who looks enormous for Jax. Yeah, he does. Like Guardian, like went on the Rock diet. <laughs> Louis Tan, maybe another recognizable. He's a recognizable face. Maybe not know the name from Return to the What Into the Badlands, and yeah, he was Shatterstar. I'm excited for this. I was telling Chelsea, like, this is a movie that doesn't need any dialogue for me, honestly. If they just play the Mortal Kombat theme song the entire movie and they're just fighting, I'm I'm here for yeah. it. I, I do like the, the story building, though, in the beginning between Sonya and Jax, where they're like, we've been hunting this person. This reminds me from Brazil. So Sub-Zero has been rogue for a while, and I thought that that was cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene. I'm curious to see if you pick this up or if you notice this. There's a scene when Kano is fighting somebody and rips their heart out, right, at the end. Any idea who that would be? It, was, it wasn't It was a person. It was It was like a, a beast. And the only beast that I can remember is like Reptile or Baraka maybe. Oh, Baraka would have – that would have been awesome. I thought Baraka was in that, that relief you see. Like it's a picture. Yeah. I thought that was Baraka. I'm, I don't know much past like – what is it? Like the 10th – well, Mortal Kombat 10 or whatever. I don't yeah. know which one it was. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're only getting Mortal Kombat like 1 and 2. Like, we're not going into... Who's the centaur? Mintaro? Yeah. But this guy was like, he was standing... He looked like a werewolf. Yeah. Like, he was standing up, and I was like, they just killed like... He's like, is that Jack, <laughs> Jack Russell? Like, they killed a Marvel character in this? This might be Controversial Corner. We're already entering Controversial Corner. But I'm glad Johnny Cage isn't in this. Yeah, no. At this point, I'm glad he is. I know Johnny Cage is going to show up. I, I personally, I'd like Joel McHale to play Johnny Cage. <laughs> have you, um, have you, have you seen him lately? No, he's pretty buff. I, I mean, he's got time. He's not doing anything, right? I saw him on a show. What was it called? Uh, Fast Foodies on TBS, where like it's a cooking show and they replicate like fast food. This is a okay. t- this is our TBS plug. They they replicate uh, fast food and they have comedians on. So like um, Joel McHale was on it. Um, Bobby Lee was on it. Gata from Lil Dicky's show. His like <laughs> manager, he's on it. I'd like him, and I think he personifies like the ultimate douchebag, which is what Johnny Cage is. Yeah. So I think Johnny like maybe Johnny Cage is in this, but he's like the latecomer. He's like misses the yeah. boat or whatever. <laughs> I think that that would be cool. I'm just I'm pumped, man. This is this is one of the movies like on my top ten movies that I've been waiting for. Yeah, this is well, this is another HBO Max release, yeah. right? Yeah, and so, it's produced by James Wan. Yeah, which is like because I know the director's fairly new. His name's Simon McCoy, and I think this might be his first like feature film. And and the way that he shot, like the way that this is shot, is it's kind of look like a Zack Zack Snyder movie. Out of the, everything that I've watched this week, it, because we're in Snowmageddon over here in New Jersey again, <laughs> I think I watched like five movies this week, and Mortal Kombat trailer was probably my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I watched The New Wrong Turn, which was, it was pretty good. It was, okay. doesn't hold up to the first one. I saw Promising Young Women, or Young Woman, where she um, trips tricks uh, scumbag guys that are trying to date rape women. Oh, really? That was good. Yeah, that was really good. Carrie Mulligan's in it. Um, Bo Burnham, he's he's one of the he's one of the stars. I haven't, I I you know horrible to say on a movie review podcast, <laughs> but haven't really watched a lot of movies. We got close to watching a movie last night. What was it called? Llama Oh, that sounds great. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll come back with a, re- a quick review. Once, that'll once be our. Watch. That'll be next week's episode, Lamageddon. <laughs> I did see a Gerard Butler movie this week. Oh yeah, I saw Greenland. Uh, how was that? It was it, pretty good. It was. Yeah. It was one of the better ones because I saw Monster okay. Hun- Monster Hunter too. And uh, uh, man, Tony Jaw should stop American film. Uh, that's yeah. all I have to say because he, oh man, he carried that movie, which was just like carrying a bag of dog shit to a dumpster. He's so much better than these horrible movies. Yeah, we'll ever give him credit for. But absolutely right. But overall, yeah. as we move away from the trailer, because we've we just spent fifteen minutes on a trailer, which is yeah. a quarter yeah. of our episode, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> um, we're gonna move into the the show that we're gonna review today, which is the Young Rock, uh, debuted this week. Half hour, a little comedy. So spoiler alerts from here to the end of the episode, because we're also gonna go down a deep dark rabbit hole of. WandaVision uh, <laughs> reviews, but this show, Young Rock, is something that I kind of I think it hits every demographic as far as like fan of television because it's a, yeah. it's a sitcom, but it's a prequel, a future quest, and then if you're a wrestling fan, you get some pretty spot on pers- impersonations. It's in a style that we're going to bring up. Oddly enough, here's our connection to WandaVision. It's yep. in a style that um, is a lot like modern sitcoms. Because it's a lot of the interview style sitcoms. You know, starting Office and Modern Family and... Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. And it's, this is something that started and it has been going on for a while. And it's kind of a big thing, this interview style. And... Um, I think uh, you know a lot of people can relate to it, and it's kind of got the feel of uh, of uh, what's the the one with the kids in Philly, the Flyers fans, the uh, that that TV show. No, the Goldbergs. Yeah, the Goldbergs, because it's kind of got that feel to it. It's it's a, a lot of uh, period or dated pieces from yeah. the, you know eighties and move through time. So yeah, this is like a video version of the Rock's Instagram. <laughs> because like if you just read those. 10 minute long captions you hear about oh, all these Jesus. stories but the way that they're told in on screen in this first episode was great like the castings of everybody yeah. are phenomenal like mm-hmm. from baby rock to where we're at miami u rock is great but even yeah. like andre the giant that's a great one like i thought they were gonna mm-hmm. go like bobon because now he's an actor because he was in john wick three yeah and then like the head shrinkers and Rocky Johnson was dead, like spot yeah. on. Iron Sheik was yeah. spot on. Like it was, it was very cool to see those characters. Yeah, they do really good work with all these actors and with uh, all the Samoans. Like, yeah, they get it so perfect. Now, I know, like, oh, you just put the big, you know, afro and a beard on them, but all the Samoans are so good in this. Like, yeah, and his uh, mom looks pretty close to what his mom looks like yeah. now. Like. I like that they included like real stuff that happened too. Like when Dwayne's talking about talking to Jimmy Wu, our boy Randall, he, he's ta- interviewing him because he's running for president. And he's like, "I listen, I I want to be transparent. I want to tell everybody what's going on with my life." And they show the pictures of when The Rock gave his mom the Cadillac. Like that was a yeah. real event. Like that was from his Instagram. So I like that it's kind of it's very fourth wall breaking. It's it's a very and, and- meta show. Brock running for president was a joke from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He made, I think he made it, like you said, I think he either he made it or somebody made it. 
just because Trump won and they were like, Rock should, yeah. should run for president. I think he'd win. I think so, too. You, <laughs> imagine him in like Congress laying the smackdown. <laughs> There's nothing that I really think. I mean, that's and this is kind of the root of this TV show. This is how all the problems got solved is I do really think the rock thinks you could just solve all your problems by lifting weights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he, when he's in, uh, when he's in the, the gym for Miami and he like his dad, yeah. like his dad had come in and said like, my son's going to be on the Wheaties box. He's like, no, it was Wheaties Asia. He's on the phone with, with Rocky Johnson and, and he's like, shit, I gotta, I gotta make up something. So he goes out there and he's living the, the gimmick. Yeah, and he goes out and he power li- does the bench press, and he gains the respect <laughs> of the guys. And he's like, "Eat your Wheaties, Asia." Like that was that was really cool. I wasn't expecting the homeless guy aspect. Uh, Waffle is that his name? <laughs> that was funny. That whole scene. I thought Waffle was going to be. I was like, "Oh, look, they're introducing a a homeless character. Like, um, he's going to hang oh, around." Oh, he's Cricket. <laughs> yeah, he's like Cricket or Steve Agee's character from uh, uh, Sarah Silverman's show, and uh, <laughs> and then he he just dies in the car, and he gives a car away. <laughs> yeah, this was an unexpected series for me. I knew it was going to be fun, but I didn't realize how much I was going to like it. Yeah, like even though it was just a half hour, I'm like, this is really good. This is is it's well done, and when it progressed from like you had Baby Rock. And it went right to Miami U. I was like, wow, this is like a six-episode run. Like, this show, they're shooting it out real quick just in case they get canceled. But I feel like they're going to go back in time much more. Like, we haven't seen the end of Fanny Pack Rock, 15-Year-Old Rock, (laughs) Baby Rock, because at the end when Andre the Giant— And the thing is, um, yeah, and Bad Rocky Maivia with the haircut. Yeah. Oh, I I can't wait for that. He's always been very, like— his he jokes he's got a lot of jokes about his life. He's always been real transparent about the ups and the downs. He's bankable. You don't cancel a show yeah. until the end. Yeah, you another know, network how, will buy that up in a second. Yeah, I mean you don't cancel a rock show until it's over because he's literally the most bankable star in Hollywood. So I think yeah you gotta I I but I think it was good and. It, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't laugh track. It wasn't hokey like the big show show Yo. show was or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that was. That, uh, that was a joke. I think that that was just like, that was the big show trying to be in the pacifier part six. Yeah. It being a pseudo documentary on his life is, is kind of what this tried to, or what big show show kind of tried to be. And that's it done wrong. Yeah. And this is it done right. So. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I'm thoroughly impressed with this. I think the the biggest thing for me was the the castings. Yeah, like it, it, Iron it, it, Sheik was amazing. Yeah, I'm so surprised uh, that they're going with Iron Sheik because like there is a population that doesn't know who the Iron Sheik is, and they're gonna follow him on Twitter, and they're like, oh, oh no. Well, <laughs> he's pretty. He's pretty raunchy on Twitter. Yeah, but he's also a hundred percent lost his mind. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, he's got yeah. handlers and. Yeah, I I mean I don't know if the Iron Sheik has been a semi-racist bigot his whole life, but it's who they hung out with at the time, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. What was your favorite scene in this episode? Close to being the waffle scene, him dying. Yeah. But uh, the one that got me the most was when he's in the they're in the lunch table. He's like, "You look like you look like Johnny Depp from Twenty One Jump yeah. Street." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you look like you work at you're somebody's dad and you work in an auto parts store. And everyone's looking at him. They're like, you they yeah. th- everyone thinks you're a narc. He's like, I'm 15. <laughs> I, that was, yeah, that was good. Mine was, it was the final scene when Andre the Giant burst into career day in a, in a vest and a, like a Speedo. Could you just like, could you imagine Toots coming home? from her first career day or like you're the you're the presenting you're you're the dad and you're talking about your career and then in walks a seven foot nine whatever guy in, a, in his underwear like hey let me tell you about wrestling like, that would have been great i thought that that was good this is uh is this a continue watch for you or is this a one and done oh uh, no i did yeah i'll definitely watch it it's you know schedules and time don't mean anything in our house so you know that very well yep. so uh <laughs> I'll watch it. I don't. I don't even know what day it was on. Tuesdays, right? Thursday, I believe. Was it Thursdays? Wow. Whatever. I'll watch it. Um, yeah, I'll continue to watch it, and it was pretty good. I watched it with the commercials, like at one point, and I was like, you know, uh, with Comcast, sometimes it has like the smart fast forward, so you get the yellow parts and you can fast forward through it. This one didn't. So an Acorns commercial came on with the Rock in it. <laughs> I thought I was still watching the show. So, like, I'm watching, and I look at Chelsea, and I'm like, this is a commercial. And she's like, is it? I was like, I don't know. But it, it was 100% a commercial for Edcorns, and uh, uh, it caught me. It got me really good. I also have to say that, so far, Randall Park, like in everything, there is the potential that he's going to steal this show. Like, I agree. He steals scenes. When he's like, I haven't talked to my mom in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> or and credit card fraud. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I haven't done an eight embezzlement. Like, he's phenomenal. He's such a good yeah. actor. And I thought when you said here's our Wandavision tie-in, it was going to be Jimmy Woo. Yeah. And it's it's <laughs> just kind of ironic that he was in this. Like, I didn't know yeah. he was in this going into watching it. Yeah. And when I texted you, I was like, let's just talk about Young Rock and Wandavision. I was like, when I turned on, I was like, oh wait, Jimmy Woo's in both of them. So this is a very <laughs> very Jimmy Woo episode. So let's rank it. There's not much more to tell us. We're essentially it's a, we watched 18 minutes of a show and 12 of yeah. commercials. So one to five, what do you rate it? This episode was pretty good. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I'm right with you, right there. Yeah, four and a half. Uh, there's room for growth, and as a pilot goes, this was this was good. This was a yeah very old school sitcom stuff mixed with modern day fusion, and I like that. Yeah. So let's move on from that and let's go deeper into spoiler territory. With <laughs> spoiler, wa- spoiler, yeah. spoilers, spoilers. Uh, WandaVision episode number seven, breaking the fourth wall. I've talked a lot about this in the last two days between Wanda Watch episode seven and I've been having an ongoing conversation with my friend Dion. Like to the point that five minutes before we went on, we were still hitting theories back and forth. You said yesterday, I'm putting you on the record. You said on Saturday, yeah. I, wa- or I watched it again. I think I'm 90% sure what's going on. I'm yeah. curious to hear what you think is going on because my mind is in the ether. I don't know what's yeah. going on anymore. You know, real quick, it Wanda does, it's the, it's the office intro mm-hmm. and then a sort of modern family. She did... She should win an Emmy for acting like Julie Bowen. Yeah. Exactly like. Yeah. She's exactly like her. 
she was perfect as i mean it would fit right into modern family and uh we finally get the reveal that we all knew but we we're all like oh great uh you know more confusion at... <laughs> but it's it is agatha harkness we knew that did you so with that reveal even though like we've been talking about it since the first trailer that we knew that agnes was going to be agatha harkness was it still as satisfying to you as it was oh, for yeah, me? Oh yeah, yeah. Such a good reveal. Yeah, exactly. It, it even though we all knew and we kind of did. It, I mean, it was the like somebody called it the worst kept secret of the last six months. So maybe they didn't keep it a great secret because they knew that the reveal was so good. Yeah, like of her being in control, sort of, kind of, quote unquote. And it 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 still left you with a ton of ton of questions yeah yeah like what's that book i'm on the tr- i'm on the train that it's the dark hold where are you at yeah okay i think it's the dark hold my thing is i don't know if agatha is the bad guy okay is the ultimate bad guy i don't know no yeah i think i called her a mini boss i don't i think she's trying to one of two things i still think this whole entire town is Wanda's creation. Okay. And I still think Wanda created the town and is in control of the things going on in the town. But I think Wanda's being influenced by an outside player. And okay. I think that's a I think that's Kang or Immortus. Oh wow. Okay. This whole storyline was Immortus. And we know Kang is being introduced in yep. Ant Man, right? Yeah, if not in Loki. And, yeah. And that's what I was about to say is he get Immortus gets taken down by the TVA, the time, whatever agency. Yeah, variants. And we, yeah. And we see them in the Loki trailer. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson With, plays. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson is an agent. Yep. So I think this all leads to Kang. So no Mephisto. I, I'm not taking that off the board. Okay. Though. Okay. Because. The twins aren't a Kang. Yeah. They're fragments you know, of Mephisto. Yeah. Kang is just taking advantage of the situation. I think that's ultimately, we're talking about Nexus. Scarlet Witch is a Nexus being. Mm-hmm. I mean, she exists in all realities. Um, maybe we see some man thing down there. Doesn't he protect the yes, Nexus? Yes, he does. He does. In New Orleans, which Cloak yeah. and Dagger was in New Orleans, which we already have that existence, which is cool. So I think we get a Kang. At okay. the end, somewhere. so Jonathan Major shows up at the end. That would be really cool. I didn't. I haven't yeah. thought that yet. I've uh, I've been racking my bl- my brain, and there's a lot. There's a lot in this episode. Like we saw Monica get her powers finally. Yeah. Which I, I'm on the fence that I or I'm on the side of the fence that I didn't like that reveal. I think they really? should. Yeah, I think they should have waited until the end of this series and lead into Captain Marvel 2 to establish the power beef. But I still like Monica went guns, bla- she went guns blazing to like, she was willing to right. fight. Uh, we Wanda saw, if it had to. first of all, we saw a superhero pose mm. when she gets her powers. Yeah. And she didn't do anything after <laughs> that. Like her eyes glowed and she's like, Ooh, I'm a superhero. But like you, she well, got her powers within okay. a, day, a day. This is the second part of why things going on. This is where I don't know. I don't think Agnes is a bad guy. Okay. Still don't. 
I think the only I think Agnes uses the dark home because that's the only thing powerful enough for her to manipulate anything in 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 Wanda's reality okay. that she's creating. I think Agnes is trying to help and still be a mentor to Wanda. Okay. And I think she's I think at that time she was trying to protect because we haven't seen her directly hurt Wanda. No, she's just been manipulating everything. And all the things that she's done haven't necessarily done anything bad to Wanda. Introducing to her to do a Pietro didn't exactly, you know, it wasn't a bad thing necessarily. Yeah. Because all those things have kind of led to people telling Wanda, I know about what's out there. I know about the other stuff. This isn't real. You're yeah. creating all this. So I think Agnes trying to protect Wanda from Monica. Now, do you think she's going as Photon? Because I think she's Spectrum. Just because we saw all the colors on a Spectrum. But then I've heard a theory that she can see different ra- different energy sources because she's Photon. Yeah. So maybe I'm off balance. In every single one, she just has control over all energy. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and she can transform into pure energy. So Yeah. Let's start with Peter because he's back in the mid-credit scene. Do you catch that? No. Okay, so there's a mid-credit scene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Snoop, Snoopers going Snoop. Yeah, on my on my second watch, I saw him because I didn't see it on the first one. Okay. Because there hasn't been one before. No, there hasn't been. Like so, I, what a like what a a, a dick move. You get eight <laughs> minutes of of uh, credits. And everybody turns it off. And in the seventh yeah. episode, there's a mid-credit scene, and you're like, "Oh, wait, <laughs> now, do we have to watch every mid-credit?" Like, there wasn't. There was just this one. Peter's back. What do you make of his return? I don't think that Wanda killed him in the last episode. A lot of people were alluding to it, but he's still yeah. he's still around. That's my ten percent that I don't know. Okay. Because I'm still stuck on the fact that it's 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 X Men Quicksilver, and not. Avengers Quicksilver. There, that there has to be a reason for that. Did you see the meme online? It's uh, James McAvoy in Cerebrus, and he's like, "Listen, I can't get to Wanda. What are you saying?" And it's Pietro talking to Wanda in the last episode, relaying all that message back. That's why he was so aware because he was okay. just talking to to Wanda. <laughs> this is where I put my tinfoil hat on because when it comes to Pietro. Everything is is Mephisto, right? Everything points to Mephisto for him. Right. He could be Nightmare. He could be another agent of chaos like Master Pandemonium. And we could, like, that's just a very weird character to get in here. Or he could be Agatha's son, Nick Scratch, who just so happened to show up at Agatha's house when Monica was going into the, right. um, the basement. There's also a theory online that Senor Scratchy, her familiar turn turns into pietro and that's uh, how he got out to the basement so quick because he saw her through the window any of that could be true this is the this is what's crazy like all those theories could be 100 percent true but why pick that face yeah exactly that has to introduce something if you if you pick that face there you have to give me a reason for picking that face maybe it's just like agatha knew he had a brother or she had a brother and said, like, you know, we're, we're in your world. This could be whatever you want. You can recast him because it's a show. That's not enough. Uh, I mean, obviously. No, I mean, it's just not enough for me. Yeah. 
I need to know. I need to know why you cast an X Men, an X Man. Yeah. Instead of an Avenger. Yeah. And you need to tell me. And he is. He doesn't even act like. He's got all the memories of the Pietro from the Avengers universe. Yeah. But he he acts like the Pietro from the X-Men universe. And he has more memories in the Avengers universe. Like, he's been podcasting about it for three or four years with us. Like, he knew about um, Thanos. He knew about Vision dying. Yeah. Like, Evan Peters wouldn't have known that. Didn't he die in Dark Phoenix? It's hard, uh, it's hard yeah. to remember a terrible yeah. movie. So. That was between that was the same kind of timeline if if we're looking at it that way. So if he's an X Men, why would he remember all of that stuff? So either way, this Quicksilver's dead. Look, if at the end all you do is you say he's a Pietro that exists in another world, another yeah. universe, another another uh, dimension, and he's a hero there but with a different, then fine, okay. That I mean that's a weak ex- explanation for the X Men. But it is a in a you know an Avengers introducing the X Men, yeah, or you know MCU introducing the X Men in a way. But I it's got to he's got to be way more important than that. For that me. That's why I think he's Mephisto, and they just Maybe. casted Evan Peters to play Quicksilver as a kind of like fun nod to us. Yeah, because there's there's okay. there's some X Men rumors already circling on castings for another franchise. There's a rumor going on online that Jennifer Lawrence has signed on to fam- uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, I saw that. I'm 100% against it. So uh, <laughs> it's an Australian-based rumor right now, so I don't really believe it at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because the, the source isn't as reliable as other sources. And they just met with writers, so I, I don't know. I don't know. But there's two things about Agnes that kind of stuck out to me once she had a reveal. The reveal, number one, fantastic. Yeah. The first thing is when Monica's going – to the basement in the end credit scene, Agnes's license plate is from Connecticut, not New yeah. Jersey. So she wasn't a Westview resident. Yeah. So she can And it's also the number above it's uh, Stanley's birthday. Yeah, which was a very cool nod. Yeah. I think that she got word of what was going on and just came in. So she was able to break mm-hmm. the hex. We're seeing Scarlet Witch use more... Uh, talent and power than she ever but it's raw like it's she's yeah. not talent she's not trained i i think that's why the dark home's important i think the only way agatha could could have any hope of like having any abilities in her reality is by using the dark home yeah but why kill sparky that's a bad guy move yeah that is true and she's got a satanic bunker you know what i mean like that's, no, a, that's she's got a she's got a witch's bunker. But did you see the goat head on the the back wall? It's she's got it, a, look. She's got a goat head. She's got a John weird Constantine has has sacrificed things all over the place. Yeah, and, but and, John you know. Constantine also has sex with the devil. So <laughs> right. there's there's a lot to John Constantine. But in that bunker, when she goes down into her her temple or whatever, did you notice that the camera aspect changed? Yeah. It went to reality. That bunker yeah. doesn't exist in the hex. Nope. Which is weird, and, which is crazy. Well, I, it's got to be dark home. I think it's so Yo Gabba Gabba's playing on the TV, right? I think that that's a jump point. Maybe. That basement yeah. is a jump point in whether it's the we're going multiverse if we're going into 
the magical realms with the Nexus in New Orleans. Connecticut might have a Nexus at this point. Yeah. At this point, her jumping, having that jump point, maybe that's what kind of awakens Doctor Strange if she opens the Darkhold again. Well, yeah, I, I'm still thinking, and we're still... I think most people are expecting Doctor Strange to show up in this. I'm a, I am 100% thinking... Not 100%. Nothing's 100 No. Um, 90%. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the next episode is Agatha trying to control her, whether she's good or bad. Agatha trying to, like, gain some control over her. her and Monica try to do it together. Wait, you, you think know, Monica's going to team up with Agatha? I Well, I personally think Agatha's uh, her mentor is, okay. is Scarlet Witch. Is, like, trying to be, trying to help her. But Scarlet Witch doesn't know that. So she does, sees her as an enemy or will. And then she's not seeing Monica as a friend. She sees them as... So I think together, the two of them are going to try to, like, overcome Scarlet Witch's hex. Okay. But I think that's where Doctor Strange comes in. Yeah. I think eventually Monica gets kicked out again, or Agatha gets kicked out, or somebody gets kicked out and says, you know, I I, I know a guy. And well, we know, we know a guy, and... Uh, that guy has not shown up yet. Yeah, he well, made, some are he, saying it's the it's the 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 sword agent doctor or uh, Major Gooder, whatever. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are saying that that's a little scroll girl from Captain <laughs> Marvel. But like, I think I, I I don't know. I'm I'm thinking it's either Bashir, Blue Marvel. Yeah, not Will Smith. No, I saw that. I hope not. <laughs> I, I I want it to be Bashir. I don't know who who it could be though. Yeah, I still think it might be. I mean, it could be Reed Richards, but I know when they were like, "How'd they do?" or something. How'd he do when they made the when she got into the rover? So I don't think that any of those majors or whatever. I don't think those sword agents made that. Yeah, I yeah. think they were just like that band of merry men that were following Robin Hood around. Well, them. yeah, somebody made her the rover. It- it's been in space, whatever. It's got yeah. time and space. It could also still be, um, what's his name? The the scroll. Talos, yeah. yeah. We'll so, see. Because I heard somebody was, one article I read was Hayward is trying to prevent, that's why she he grounded her, is trying to prevent her from getting to the, Monica, prevent her to get to the sword base in space. Yeah. The space station. Okay. So. Well, he's he's trying to activate Vision. Yeah. Which so, Vision got but like. But this is under, like he's doing his own thing against, you know, probably against what Fury and, yeah, and oh Sword. Yeah. He's a rogue. Wants. He's a rogue guy. Yeah. Vision, we've, this is a WandaVision show. We've barely talked about Vision. I think a little different about what next episode is going to be. I don't think, I don't think Monica is going to help Agatha. I think Darcy, Vision, and Monica are going to team up to go against Agatha and Pietro. Because at this point, they're going, like, the way you look at it, she's perceived as evil, right? She's mm-hmm. gotten in the way of everything when it comes to Monica or Geraldine, whichever name you want to go by. And Vision kind of sensed something about, oh, I went out there and now, and now she's gone. Vision knows about Monica. Vision knows 
about what's going on now. He's got all his consciousness through secondhand storytelling from Darcy. I think they're going to team up and they're going to have to find Wanda, who is going to be under uh, Agatha's control and like just wreaking havoc more on the the Nexus or not the Mm -hmm. Nexus on Westview. Maybe she needs so her she's wearing um, Agatha's wearing a brooch. Maybe she needs more magic users to open the gates to bring in Mephisto because the barrier hasn't been breached yet. Comic books wise, which I know doesn't necessarily mean anything. Agatha's never been a bad person. I know. That's the thing. She's always, she's either been a mentor or kind of like, you know, ambivalent. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not getting my hands in dirty in this. She's never directly worked for anybody or, I mean, she's always had her own thing going. She's kind of like Constantine, like you said earlier. Yeah. She's just like, she's a chaotic, neutral player in all this. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's going to be good or bad. I, I don't know. So that's why I, th- I think I, I think she sees what I'm thinking is Mephisto is still kind of guiding or, or trying to create the insanity in, in Mon- or, or in Wanda. Yeah. By giving her kids. And uh, Agatha is trying to find a way for that not to happen. Yeah. And the only way, I mean, that's why I think the Dark Home's important to her is that makes her so much more powerful. But, you know, then you get into the Dark Home or whatever that book is, is now it's got red energy on it, red crackling energy. It said yep. it in the, uh, the subtitles. So it could be a book that once Scarlet Witch gets her hands on it, even more, that's yep. when the, the actual M day happens. I don't know. I think that red crackling energy is Mephisto's energy trying to get out. Yeah. I So, like, my thought is Agatha isn't, like, this is a working theory that I've actually been thinking about while you've been talking. So just bear with me on this one for a second. I think that Agatha is working for Mephisto in the sense of she needs something from him. Whether it's more power, whether Mephisto has Nick Scratch's soul or Ralph's soul somewhere like and she just wants to get that back some sort of normalcy she's gonna work for her work for mephisto to try and get him into this universe because he's just been trying to get through but he can't he's pulling the strings through his conduit which would be agatha or nightmare if that's who pietro is i see the the final scene being agatha being defeated but the gates being open because strange has now entered the fray the multiverse has been opened the shield has gone down, the hex has gone down, but the CBRs are still there and everything's kind of mm-hmm. uh, weird. I see the final scene being Agatha meet, um, meeting a shadowy figure and him saying, you did good, you did good. A deal's a deal, here's what you got. Zooms in, it's Mephisto, end credits, you're done. Sets up Doctor yeah. Strange, Madness in the Multiverse. Yeah. I still think we need a, I think we need a Mortis and Kang... There's so many ways it could go. Yeah. Like, and we know everything that they introduce in other shows, and if you apply it to here, you're like, oh, yeah, it, a Mephisto makes sense in Doctor Strange. Immortus makes sense over in... Uh, Immortus slash Kang makes sense over in, in uh, Ant-Man. Yeah. And in and, and Loki. But how does that apply to Wanda? 
You know what I mean? Like, how does any of this, how's the future, the past, how does Pietro and X-Men make any sense? How do, you know. Yeah, how do you get Fantastic Four out of this? Yeah. The- how does any of this make sense from Wanda introducing new stuff? And the Nexus commercial, is that yeah. a red herring? What is that all about? I thought Reality Stone. I thought it was another tie to the stones. Because it said, like, snap you back to reality or something. But Wanda, as a Nexus being... Yeah, you can't just label to... that Nexus and not expect people to yeah. go into it. Because and that's... she's, a, you know, in the book, she's a Nexus being. She exists in all reality. A version of Wanda exists in every reality. Yeah. It's it's like the next commercial doing, like, X-Men to make your man last longer. You know what I mean? Like, and everyone's like, Oh wait, that's a direct nod to X-Men. You know what I mean? That's, it's a very, that's in your face, that commercial. So I got two questions, but since we know Dr. Strange should appear in this, right. And this is all connecting to madness in the multiverse. Here's a name that I haven't heard. What if it's Mordo? Mm. What if Mordo is helping Agatha? Mm-mm. Like he's a magic user and he's going down a darker path. So maybe he's helping. Yeah. You know, we I, I yeah. don't think it, it's him, but if you're going to fit Doctor Strange in it and there's no Mephisto, there you go. There's your version. I tracked Mordo yeah. to Westville. We do need more Mordo. He is going to, he's got to show up. He's got to be, I mean, and he's powerful. Yeah. And if he gets his hands on the Dark Home, yeah. it's even more powerful. And that could what have been a book that was in Wong's library. What if it's Doctor Doom? Uh, I mean, we've been saying that. I would love Doctor. He's he's a he's, you know, he's the benefactor to Agatha. Yeah, and he's you know historically one of the better, a a former Sorcerer Supreme. Yep. What if Monica's guy is Doom? Oh, that would be. I mean, that was one of our guesses. That would be great. Yeah, and because and Monica doesn't know that he's yeah yeah Monica doesn't know that he's evil. Yeah. Wow. An evil sorcerer. Oh man, that would be so good. That's a lot. Like, there's so much story you need that we're we're writing for two more episodes. <laughs> we've got an hour. No, we've got like 40 minutes left of a show, and we're, yeah. we're writing three more seasons of it. It's <laughs> it's so. That's why I love this show, and I'm yeah. ex, I'm excited to figure it out. At the I end. don't know if it's gonna last because I think this is it. This is one yeah. one and done. It and it kind of makes sense that way. Yeah, I, I mean, think, it, I think the other ones are options for another season like falcon winter soldier yeah because this isn't this isn't like a romp this is this is like a person who's being tortured yeah by her illness so yeah i see at the end of this uh i think vision's gonna be dead yeah and i'm going on a ledge here man i think those kids are dead i I think agatha ate them ate their souls (laughs) We'll they, because Wiccan, well, Wiccan's super strong even for a 10-year-old boy. He can read Agatha and know that she's quiet and there's nothing going on. So she's been trying mm-hmm. to get those kids closer and closer. And maybe know, that maybe the dark hole with all the energy. Yeah. Maybe the guy got trapped in it. Yeah, and maybe Vision's maybe the, the kids sacrifice. Got trapped in there. I don't know. But like in the comics, what, what was it? Uh, Avengers Disassembled or West Coast Avengers where Agatha says – to wanda like when you're not here those kids they don't exist yeah. so that's what she's doing she also mentioned uh in a, an interview once that she bit a kid before <laughs> you know what i mean it's very hansel and gretel with the witch like maybe she's trying to eat these yeah. kids and get their their powers to remain young and powerful 
Or, yeah, or she invited the kids over. They're not anywhere. Just when Wanda wasn't paying attention, they just blinked out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man, but we've got two more episodes to talk about this. Yep. And obviously next week we're going to talk about it. Another five, right? Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. So Easy five. Five out of five for both of us. Next week we'll be back with another episode. We're going to review something and we're going to talk about WandaVision. Uh, you can f- <laughs> follow us on social media, the Galaxy Wars podcast. Listen to Active Geek every Wednesday and Saturday for more WandaVision talks because that's what everybody's talking about at this point. Putting a yeah, non-WandaVision really. episode out each week is pointless. We'll be back next week. Here's $20. Buy yourself something nice.